This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com storybrook. I'm Bill Meese. And I'm Anne Randy Simone. And this is a hat filled with infinite possibilities. We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne Marie? I am fantastic. How are you? Fantastical. 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 I am fantastical too. Yay, fantastical. I uh, know, but uh, we're in a hiatus right now for Once Upon a Time. But, wah, wah. you know. Oh, oh, there's my armpit dancing. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Let me pause that. <laughs> I did oh, did the video start for the you? The video started. Which, by the way, we, we record this live Monday nights, 8 30 p.m. EST over on YouTube. Just go to youtube.universebox.com and hit subscribe. And uh, we're here for a hiatus episode. We're calling it Once If. If you you ever read the old uh, What If comics from Marvel Comics, uh, Once If is what if, but with once. And we're going to be approaching a lot of uh, hypothetical situations. What would have happened if, I don't know, um, Emma had been a redhead or something like that i don't think that would have been relevant what what if everybody in storybrook had baby arms for example would be another good one anyway we're gonna have a lot of fun (laughs) we are so inappropriate we have our our listeners uh hope (laughs) molinex and uh, michael lucero along with us for the ride hope's idea actually but before Mm -hmm. uh we get to that i uh, we have a couple things uh one we wanted to mention that uh we we've been talking about it uh or on the podcast for the past month and a half or so we're starting a new podcast that isn't about to show what? Not about a show? Yeah, why don't you tell them a little bit about it, Anne-Marie? Okay. Universe Box is going to be the podcast to accompany our business that we are starting for many, many creative projects, including mm-hmm. Greetings from Storybrooke. Um, it's going to be based around stories, mm-hmm. and it's going to have all sorts of interchangeable boxes or segments mm-hmm. to help describe – or yeah, describe, uh, go along with – Explore a theme. Explore. Explore is the word. Yeah, there we go. He's the writer. I'm not. <laughs> Can you tell? Um, but yeah, and you have a typo in the thing. You th- oh, that's fine. That's um, cool. I can't read. So this but, week, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay, good. Um, this week we're going to be recording live at eight thirty um, EST uh, on Thursday, Thursday, January twenty second. Yeah, that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, our first theme is going to be home. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's going to be good. Yeah, and we uh, there, we're doing one segment on it called the Idea Box, I, uh, where you can submit ideas for us to talk about, uh, centered around home. And you can preferably. do that at bit.ly/ubideabox. And you can also email your stories, uh, songs, poems, drawings, anything that makes you think of home, or or you think of when we say home. 
we'd, we'd love to feature in the mailbox segment, too. Yes. What does uh, home mean to you? We, we got a great, great story today from Wu. Uh, oh, the, the, so excited. You guys all know. So excited. And everything. So, yeah, uh, it'll be Thursday, January 22nd at 8.30 p.m. EST, live on YouTube. And then we'll be releasing the podcast the following Thursday. I think we're going to I thought do- we said two weeks. One or two weeks. Oh, he keeps changing yeah. on me and not telling. The you podcast will be forthcoming very soon after that. Coming sure. Okay, but uh, we we did put out a call for some feedback based on our our first big once if uh, concept, and, and the big concept is I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but Adam and Eddie have said that uh, Prince Charming was supposed to be uh, killed off in the first episode. <laughs> Presumably, uh, when he got the injury that put him in the coma, mm-hmm. I, I, I would presume. But uh, we... nobody knows because it doesn't say for sure. <laughs> it this does not is this say is a thing sure. that's bothering me. But they we'll might have said it in a com- Hope will probably know Hope when we know. bring her on. Hope will know. But uh, first, before we get to uh, Hope and Michael and we start talking this out, uh, we have you guys' thoughts on it. So why don't we go ahead and start with this voicemail from Bobby? Take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Emery and Hope and Michael. This is Bobby calling in with my thoughts on. Uh, the what-if scenario for this week's episode of the podcast. I hadn't thought about it until actually sitting down to think about this scenario, but it seems to me that Prince, that uh, Snow White, rather, was kind of not a, as likable as she is until Prince Charming came around. Um, kind of cruel. Almost as if it took Prince Charming to, you know, ground her and make her the Snow White that we all know and love. In fact... Even in Storybrooke, the few times that she has been tempted to stray, it's always been Prince Charming who has been there to bring her back in, almost oh. acting as a uh, as her Jiminy Cricket, if you will. So Charming. if he was to go out in the first season like they had originally, things probably would have played out the way they did. Um, right up, I say, until the, until the point that Snow White or Mary Margaret started to develop that dark spot on her heart. Um, and without Prince Charming there to to hold her back, I feel like that dark spot would have grown more and more. And maybe, just maybe, she would have surpassed the evil queen. Now, of course, she doesn't have magic, but, you know, she can uh, possess magical artifacts, different Learn. things like that. And maybe take out Regina and become the big bad herself. Uh, wow, Snow White, or Snow White as the evil queen, it's kind of a hard nut to swallow. You know, when your mind wanders, that's the kind of places you go. Can't wait to hear what you guys think and what your thoughts on where, uh, you know, what would have happened if the, if this had happened. Thank you very much, Bobby. And, yeah, actually, uh, that's kind of similar. One of those is kind of similar to my own theory. Oh, actually. yeah. But I, I, we won't get into there. And also uh, starting in the chat room over on YouTube, hashtag baby arms. Oh. I think it's a thing now. I think baby Does it arms have to is, be a thing. It has to be. It kind of has to be a thing. Oh. Hashtag baby arms. Okay. Hashtag inappropriate. Uh, you want to read uh, from Wu and then I'll read from Patty here? For sure. Okay. Woo. I'm scrolling. Yeah, and by the way, I did remove uh, Wu's second one. Just okay. For, just for. There brevity. was two. I was confused. There was lots of thoughts. Okay. From Wu. Dear greetings from Storybrooke. The biggest what if things would be, how different would Emma be if Snow and Charming raised her? How different would Emma be as a character? Because a lot of what makes Emma who she is, is the fact that she never had a family's love and support and it made her more self-reliant um the other big what what once question sorry reading (laughs) is not working tonight um i've always had in my mind is what would happen to henry if emma went back with her family back to miss Haven after gold killed himself and his father back in the winter finale of the third season 
Um, what would Emma's reaction be seeing Snow and Charming in their Mist Haven garb? How would Emma have adjusted to her life in a land without magic and living in a castle? <laughs> and would there be any more of a triangle between Emma Balefire and Killian? Uh-huh. Um, also, what would Henry have turned into without his adopted or blood family to guide him? Would a more complex, perhaps even a darker Henry when his family returned 12 months later would have been a better series? I think so. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Thank yeah, you. Henry, I, I would really like to see Henry get get to Miss Taven someday. He deserves he has it. To. He wants to. Like mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Okay, and next up is Patty. Uh, Patty says, "Hey, villain Anne Marie. Before I begin, I would like to spend a few minutes discuss- discussing uh, both of the what if scenarios. Uh, the first one of which I will talk about is what if X was the dark one? Because we did put out uh, if people want to play around with the what if scenario, what if a certain character was the dark one? You pick the character. And uh, Patty said, uh, I know I could add no value by including characters like Anna, Cora, or Peter Pan, since I am going to assume it will be discussed by another listener. At the same time, uh, characters like Gus Gus uh, would be included to teach you, the, but not to add any value to the, to the discussion. Uh, so I was uh, planning on not including any feedback but the topic discussion this week did change my mind i realized that while charming is a main character i realized that most of the events would have remained the same if they included a new character like captain alexander smollett from treasure island uh whom i used to be who i am using in the next example since i am assuming charming's brother is still dead uh for example if you recall in season uh one I, I believe season one, Prince Charming was in love with in a love triangle with Catherine and Mary Margaret, uh, w- and the storyline in the aftermath uh, did last the whole season. Seeing these events in present day, Storybrooke occurred. Uh, seeing these events in present day, Storybrooke occurred if Henry had mistaken Smollett for Charming, since Henry is unaware that Charming is dead. Over time, you can see Smollett and Mary Margaret's relationship reluctantly grow despite being cursed, having the evil queen plotting against them, and being married to Catherine could have been. Uh, they could have been together by the time they reunited when the curse breaks. So I think basically what she's saying here is what if uh, the, the captain from Treasure Island mm-hmm. had, had been the guy in the coma and Henry had – it had been a case of mistaken identity. Ooh. That would be very good. That and would then, be awesome. And then like uh, Henry and Emma are spending the whole season trying to convince uh, – Mary Margaret that she's in love with this guy in the coma and then it turns out it's it's not the right guy when they get their like in they they maybe like they like fall in love and they're dating and then when the curse breaks they're like wait a second hold up (laughs) wait a second we shouldn't be together but uh thank you very much Patty we're gonna go ahead and bring in our guest here because I I can see them getting antsy Michael Lucero just looks he's bouncing he he just uh I don't know if yeah he's just like come on come on guys how are you doing Uh, we'll start with Michael how are you Michael great I'm great how are y'all excellent Uh, and yeah if if you guys don't know Michael he he writes in all the time sometimes uh we even feature some of his uh letters and blog posts and uh, I mean he's he's been one of was one of our earliest listeners I I went back through the voicemails Mm -hmm. uh a couple a month or two ago and he was he was one of the first voicemails we ever got nice. so, outside of win wow. so he's been with us for a while <gasps> dear a while and uh, the second uh, our second guest tonight and the person who originated this idea who pitched this to me when i was on her podcast is uh, hope molinex how are you doing hope i'm doing great tonight how are you guys excellent good, good. excellent Yay. 
Ready ready to discuss some once-ifs. Some crazy once-ifs. Yes, because I am ready to go back and say, no, Charming's death would have made a difference, <laughs> especially season two. <laughs> uh, Hope, did, did you, ha- you had a, uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about the new Once comic book real quick before we got into that, right? Just uh, to mention? I did. I did. Let me, I would have pulled you up a thingy thing. <laughs> no, uh, so the Marvel announced um, a couple previews ago, like, back in December, and if you don't know what previews is, they have this great fun new magazine that tells you comics like four months in advance, and so it's called previews, and I was flipping through it one day, and I came across Once Upon a Thought, and then I screamed and scared several customers, (laughs) (laughs) and so this one is, unlike the Queen in 2013, um, this one, it has four stories. It's going to feature Rumbell as one story, Regina as one story, Killian as one story, and then the one that made me scream, because it's my favorite character, and the reason I started watching Once Upon a Time in the first place is Jefferson. And I am super, super damn excited about this. Here, I'm going to send you an image right now, Bill, Yeah, cause if be, that helps. It'll be there the, you go. It'll be the first... Uh, Ah, yes. Jefferson, new Jefferson story in a while, huh? Since the Doctor. Excellent. Wow. Yeah, and I'm showing. Yeah, it, I'm I mean, showing he, it to the he was mentioned here. in other times, but it was the last time that he was mentioned. And according to their uh, previous press release, return to the immense world of ABC's hit series Once Upon a Time with an all-new sequel to the original graphic novel Once Upon a Time: The Shadow of the Queen. Welcome to the Enchanted Forest, where characters from classic fairy tales have come to life and are locked in an epic struggle between good and evil. Plotted by series writers and co-author producer Kalinda. Vasquez <laughs> and Corin by Harry Echo. This is an all new blockbuster spin off with four spellbinding, never before told stories of fan favorite characters. And it's coming out in April 2015. I will say, if you're wanting to pre order this, do it now. Because the way comic books worlds work is a comic book store puts in their orders about three months in advance. Mm-hmm. And so if since this is a smaller title, if comic book stores don't think that you want it, they will not order it for you. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just sent you two of the images. I don't know if you want to put it up. The first one's to cover. The second one's, like, artwork from it. Oh, I, th- I, th- I think we'll go ahead and skip the artwork because I already... Did brought the down the thing to show show the screen, but uh, thank you very much for uh, mentioning that. Hope I think there's a isn't there a, a new uh, novel or novella coming out too featuring Red? I actually don't know. I think there is. I think there is. Uh, <gasps> that would be great because Megan Marie is amazing, and yeah, she might be cast in Supergirl. I found out today. Shh. We'll talk about that. We'll, <gasps> we'll talk right? about that in an official oh. uh, segment when we do the news, which we're not doing, but. Which we're not doing right this second. No, no, no this is not the All news. right, let's talk about some once-ifs. Once-if. Uh, Come on. Take us away into an alternate reality. Once-ifs. So, this alternate reality where originally what happened in the original unaired pilot, which if you look hard enough, you can find the unaired pilot floating around on the website, and you can actually read it. And Emma had some weird name that wasn't even Emma. It was something like Sue. I don't even remember. Irma. But, yeah, no, no. It was like something that was nowhere even close to Emma. But Charming dies in the unaired pilot. But what ended up happening is they were filming it. They saw what chemistry Jimmy, Jenny Goodwin and Josh Dallas had. And the producers mm-hmm. stepped in and they were like, nah, man, you got to keep this guy. He's fantastic. And so they decided then to not kill him off. Mm-hmm. And so Just make that's sure how they don't start survived. dating outside of the show. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh shade. <laughs> baby, baby. Fast forward. 
three years later. So, so what happened is I started thinking, like, well, how would the story actually change if Charming had actually died in the unaired pilot? And so the way we're looking at this is everything from Regina Cast and the Curse and after is what's affected. Anything before, like him meeting Snow and all that, none of that would be affected. Him meeting as Joan, that would not be affected because it was in the past. So everything. What I did <laughs> is I went through each season and I broke down all of Charming's major moments for us to talk about and see how they would happen differently. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Cool. Okay. Well, okay. I will keep going. (laughs) I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you guys. Hey, Tyra, you're supposed to be helping. Now now we're now. Well, well, we're waiting. We're waiting for for data to judge. Like I said, I I told them in the pre-show, we're Tyra Banks to their America's Next Top Model. So I'm just waiting for like Anne Marie be like, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. I've never yelled at a girl like this. Well, I will say, I will say that. one thing that really struck me when I was uh, preparing for this is that uh, a lot of people in the fandom uh, tend to say things like Prince Charming is such a bland character and he never does anything and he doesn't really contribute much to the show, but that's really not true at all. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, he's almost a sort of backbone to the, uh, to the show uh, in, in a way, and I'll, I guess I'll talk about that a little bit later, but... I mean, it, the amount of things that he contributes to is just amazing if you think about it. Zen charming, zen charming. Zen charming. He brings everybody back. He's got all <laughs> of the knowledge yes. and all of the worlds, and he spits it back out nicely and over ice cream. I guess I should yeah. have asked you this before, Bill. Do you want me to present the facts per by season, and then we'll talk about it by season? Or do you want me just to run through everything and then try and talk about it? You want to go season by season? Do you think you can lightning through everything? I think I would kind of like that. Okay. <laughs> I think it would also a be a, a challenge and a surprise for you, which makes for good television or All right, let's vision. do this. So I'm going to blaze through my notes. So, ready, everyone? <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Dun, 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 <clears> throat> All right. Let's do this. Cracking the knuckles. All right. <laughs> so, season one. He wouldn't have been married to Fre- uh, Catherine because what would have happened is Frederick would have never been sa- uh, saved. So I was wondering, like, what would have actually happened with Catherine and everything? It would, uh, James, what would happen to King George's kingdom? Because charming. Actually, no, that's pre-stuff. Let's start over. So in Storybrooke, <laughs> he wouldn't have been married to Catherine. And what, what would have happened to Frederick? Who would have worked at the animal shelter because David has to save all the puppies from Cruella? And he wouldn't be such a cheating jerk face to Catherine and Mary Margaret. David does try to convince Regina that Mary Margaret didn't kill Catherine. So really what happened in season one in Storybrooke, not a lot happened. Um, and from my point of view, so we'll go ahead and go on to season two, where Charming really hit his stride. So what happens is Emma and Snow falls down the happy, jolly, go lucky void, and they fall into Neverland. And it's like, oh no, my wife! I didn't get to be with her, and it's 28 years later. Uh, angst. And so what happens is he really comes into his own in season two. So things that would not have happened in season two is he would have not stopped well from getting an angry mob. He helped fight off the rave. He took control of the town with Emma and Mary Margaret gone, because keep in mind, he flat out says that Mary Margaret is the leader. He, he's the action guy, but she's the leader, and so can do all that. So he really came into his own. Um, he also takes custody of Henry. Who would have watched Henry? Because Henry was all like, no, Mom, I don't want to stay with you. You're evil. <laughs> and Charming was like, come on, son. You're now my boy. And so he also 
fight all the swords. people from leaving town and we are both. Because remember, all the townspeople were ready to hightail it and leave. And if they would have left, they would have lost their memories. And that would have been awful. And so also, David saves multiple lives in season two. He saves Henry from being killed by, by vipers and thus saving the heart of the truest believer that early on in season two. He also begins training uh, Henry on how to be a knight. And I do argue that Archie was Henry's first father figure. But between Archie that. and David, they op- oh god, he was the only male influence in Henry's life <laughs> before before David came in, and it really opened up Henry to have potential leader father figures with Neil and Killian. Mm-hmm. But he also helps save Gold. He he helps Gold save Belle from her father, who must shoved her across the line. He becomes sheriff of Storybrooke in the absence. Um, though I will say in another time in another argument, he's the worst sheriff ever, and he abuses his powers because of <laughs> charming. Um, he helps save Henry's life again from Zombie Daniel. Um, and even though the audience didn't know it at the time or uh, David as a character know at the time, he helps through Henry discover that Aurora and Henry are actually connected through the fire world. He keeps uh, King George from murdering Ruby in the werewolf episode. So that's Henry Trice, Ruby, he saved. Um, David sacrifices himself to Patty. Um, he saved, uh, what's his name? Tiny? Tiny. He saved yes. Tiny's life from getting killed and falling in a hole, but Tiny kind of did it himself anyway. Um, he helped. He purposely went into the dream world because he didn't want to. He wanted to protect Henry, and Henry was getting burned. So he himself sacrificed himself. Um, they. He then later on, after his wife and stuff go on their excellent adventure in the Enchanted Forest, <laughs> we get into the second half because what happens is he. They fail to. They help capture Regina um, after they think she's Archie's murderer. They. I'm trying to get through these really fast. He stops. Actually, he saves Killian's life. Because Gold is beating Killian to a bloody pulp, and he's the one that pulls Gold off from killing Killian. And he encourages Whale to help save Greg's life. That's five lives that David has saved. And he helped push that on, and Charming Whale is my crack OTP forever. I love them. Um, David also chooses... Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> no, I th- I think actually that that'll be enough to get us started. Enough, yeah. Like, okay, first of all, <laughs> if 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 Charming had died in the first episode, everybody else in Storybrooke would be dead as well. For Basically, sure. at least five people. <laughs> no, no but-, but how does he die? I think it depends mm-hmm. on how he dies in the pilot. Oh, like, Hope, do you do you have any insight on that? Because I I, oh. I assumed it would oh, be. Oh God! It, it what happened in the comments. Yeah, it's been so long since I read the unaired pilot. Oh gosh, Michael might have had something. Michael, what you got? Yeah, I think I've I haven't read the unaired pilot like you, but I think I had heard about this in an interview, and I, I didn't they say that they had actually planned on doing it pretty much the exact way as it was in the pilot, where he mm-hmm. gets stabbed in that sword fight, and then instead mm-hmm. of like surviving and being in a coma, he just dies from that stab wound. Yeah, that how it was? that's exactly how it happened. That, that was that was my assumption, uh, uh, but, Michael. What, what do you, do? Do you yeah. have? Uh, what do you think? Uh, what are some of your ideas for what would happen if Charming had died uh, in that well, scene? Yeah, like she said, there, it, he just touches the story in, in so many different ways, and mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where you know you kill a butterfly. Not that David is a butterfly. Not that he's a butterfly. Prettiest butterfly. Right, right, yes. David the butterfly. Um, But, well, okay. First off, it's not really fair of me to say this since uh, this is uh, still season one territory and the writing was actually still pretty good uh, at that point. I I feel personally like it's it's only after they 
uh, finished season one, which was the story that it had pretty well thought out, thought out. Um, mm-hmm. and then they got the show renewed and they're like, Oh, oh crap. What do we do now? Let's just, uh, <laughs> make things up. Uh, but so it's not really fair of me to say this at this point, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, given the way that the show has turned out, the inconsistencies with the rules of, uh, how magic works, um, they could have gone with uh, something really like, you know, using some kind of flimsy plot logic to say, well, you know, they didn't really know it, but hey, if you love someone, you're really already sharing a heart with them, so he couldn't really and truly die as long as Snow was still alive. <laughs> so, you know, he's gone throughout season one, but as soon as Emma breaks the curse, maybe she unknowingly brings back Charming as well. So that could have been one See, see I would kind of like – I would like, you know, how they had with uh, the stable boy uh, later on. I and Hope mentioned a couple minutes ago, but like zombie charming. That would no, be kind no. of yes. – Oh, man. Yeah. That would have been great. Like well, you know, actually I'm kind of surprised they didn't do that because I don't know. I don't think you guys were Lost fans. No, uh, I, but, I got to season four and then hard quit. Okay, so Lost had six seasons, but they – the producers of Lost actually had a podcast themselves that they do every week after the episode. One thing that was kind of a recurring joke was that with them was that if they could get a seventh season, it was going to be the zombie season. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't do a zombie charming just to. Well, they did like a whole. They did a like a time travel season, alternate reality season too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good time. I don't know. But, well, talking about zombie charming for a second, I just. <laughs> Kind of a what if I I always like to think about is like what if James had actually not died? Because um, mm. for one, I really like James. I like seeing Josh Dallas's range playing the difference between playing James and David. Um, he's really good at making them two very different characters, and I always wanted a David and James showdown. Like that would be so, and that's. Brooke and probably only Snow and Emma and Ruby, because she could smell him differently, would know it's not him. And him just walking up to the dwarves and being like, hey, I got a job for you. Let's go cause some trouble. And they're like, okay, let's go. Then <laughs> <And> coming. <laughs> that would have been great. Another one of my favorite shows is Fringe. And they had this whole season where ev- there was a parallel universe. So everybody met like the alternate versions of themselves. So that would have been great if they would have could have brought that to once as well. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I wanted to mention it just because I wrote them down real quick. Uh, a couple of things that popped into my head about no charming in, in the world, uh, start from the very beginning, is I thought that uh, for sure, based on the way that they write the show, that Emma and Mary Margaret would have had a fight over a guy at some point, like, yes. like because you know, <laughs> oh they, yes, they're both hot young singles in Storybrooke uh, going down to the White Rabbit for for a cocktail with a, a fine young gentleman. Fine Young Cannibal, maybe, depending on what storybook got sucked over into Storybrooke. <laughs> fine Young Cannibal? Which would make their already awkward relationship even more awkward. Uh, yes, yes, from besties to mother and daughter, but age separated and stuff. Yeah. And I also thought, it, you know, if Neverland had went down somewhat like it did, that they probably would have ended up fighting over Hook in Neverland, too. That would have oh. been a source of tension. Interesting. Instead of it being uh, Neil and Hook over Emma, it would have been Emma and Mary Margaret over Hook. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Ooh that would okay. have been fun. Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw out some season two questions, okay? Okay. Okay. So when Emma and Mary Margaret go through the fun void and go into Chanted Forest, David is the one that takes over the town and becomes leader. Mm-hmm. If David wasn't there, who do you think would have taken over the town to lead? Because everybody was pretty anti-Regina, and she was mm-hmm. the mayor at the time. Like, Gold. I, yeah. <laughs> That's, 
That's a good question. It kind of brings up something I was going to um, go into a bit later, which was that since he's such an integral part of the plot, um, would, if he was dead, would they have created a new character or used an existing one, and, and, and who would that have been? But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I could see. I could definitely see Rumpel doing that, although now that I think about it, I don't think he would have been because at that point his main goal was to find his son. So at that point he's like, okay, I'm here, the curse is broken, I don't really care about the town anymore. Yeah. So maybe Whale? I don't know. Yeah! <laughs> you you, you uh, should have given some warning on that. I knew she was going to scream. <laughs> the shout heard round oh, the, world. the world. I do like what well, she did. Uh, say Jefferson. You guys should know, like, I. you guys should know my whale chair, which is me, when I see him, I just go, whale! <laughs> or, uh, just to uh, just to sabotage uh, the listeners' uh, um, pulses even more, if Emma had been in competition with Mary Margaret over somebody, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a way to make this work. Maybe, maybe she wouldn't have been in competition with uh, Regina over... Um, what is his name? I Henry? Graham? No, no, no. Um, oh, Graham. The, the yeah, Graham. Graham. Yeah, Graham. Ooh, and Graham. so what if, what if Graham had uh, not, if Emma had not provoked Regina's jealousy, Regina didn't kill Graham, so maybe Graham, Graham might have taken over um, in season two. And also, Emma, Ooh. well, if that had happened, then Emma would have never believed, right? Because it was Graham dying that mm. kind of like that started her pushing her. Okay, there's something going on something here. Maybe right, I should yeah. start digging. Yeah, and then it was like finally gotten there by. So, Eden says Granny. <laughs> granny. <laughs> I, I like Archie yes. too. I think Archie would be a good choice. Um, Red would also. I see Red in the chat room. I think that would be a really good choice too, because we see Red really come into her own. The only thing is, in Child of the Moon, we see Red trying to hide out, so she wouldn't be available during full moons. But David was the one that actually. What if her. King George? What if yes. King George stepped up? Because oh. he's the only other king in royalty. Actually, no. Technically, Prince Thomas is in town, too, which was always a beef of mine. Um, but I think – didn't Charming <laughs> stop him from – because he was making a power play, wasn't he, the king? Wait, he was, but broke. this is Charming not there. So yeah. we, at the moment, that leaves us two royals there, Prince mm-hmm. Thomas and King George. It would be King George. Does anyone yeah. does everyone remember Prince Thomas in Cinderella's book? Bo- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a baby daddy. A little bit. I really like Alan Dale, the guy who plays uh, uh, King George, and yes. he was another lost actor as well. So that would have been really interesting to see him kind of um, go up against Regina. But what do you guys think? Would he have been a formidable uh, anti- uh, opponent for Regina, or is she just completely on another level? I, well, how, how were they in Misthaven and Fairytale Land? I think they were just kind of like respect. They respectfully they, kept their distance for the most part. Like they actually no, uh, they had a. I think they had an alliance because they I had the whole trap where they trapped Snow with the mirror. Oh yeah. They also yeah, and I remember yeah. um, the, uh, there was one point where one of Regina's soldiers came up and they're like, "My my lady, uh, Prince George or King George's men have been captured and he's been defeated." And she's like, "I don't care, Snow." <laughs> <laughs> so I mean they were kind of frenemies I, I mean yeah, that could have been interesting to see you know another good question too is uh, when, when they did get pulled over into fairy tale land and everything right there at the beginning of the season 2 Charming was pretty much solely responsible for taking care of Henry what would have happened right. to, mm-hmm. like I, I was 
kind of thinking what would have happened to Henry uh, during that time with no no parent in Storybrooke except for the evil queen who we, I believe he was on the outs with at that point. Yeah, he so, was. Um, he was very anti Regina. Um, though I would, I always so argue that Archie has always been Henry's first father figure, and Archie's quote unquote death like really affected Henry. I mean, I think it affected him as much as it affected Neil. Of course, Archie comes back. So I wouldn't be surprised if Archie took him in. Yeah, and, that, and that's interesting because, um, like like you were saying earlier, Hope, um, Charming was really the one who started his education with, like, sword fighting, you know, becoming, like, a hero. Um, and it, I think it's a, at this point before that, he had been involved in the Operation Cobra stuff. So his idea of being, you know, an active character was just, you know, scheming and plotting and stuff like that. So he hadn't really been, you know, the, the fairy tale hero at that point, just more of a real world hero. And it was David who really started that. Without David, I'm, I'm thinking of the other people in his life. Like, um, I guess maybe Snow and Emma would probably have been a little bit more protective of him. And I think maybe if Regina had tried to make, like, teach him to take care of himself a little bit more, she probably would have gone the magical route and probably Rumple too. Archie probably would have, you know, steered him away from violence. So, I mean... Well- you have to keep in mind that at this early point of season two, Gold Henry was his grandson, so he probably wouldn't really care. He'd <laughs> be like, well, oh, it's the yeah. saber good. I True, can use him as leverage at some point. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> he would have found out at some point, though. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now, where would that stand in the last friend left Neil? I mean, where, if they actually got Neil back, and Henry didn't have David to get him there, and he was taken in by somebody else... Where would Neil come in? Because, I mean, Henry probably wouldn't be so... To me, I just don't think Henry would be so open to accepting random men in his life because he was always raised by women. And mm. So, I mean, I would see him, like, whoever's taking care of him, whether it be Archie or Regina or something like that, he probably wouldn't be so open to accepting Neil. Yeah, yeah. But pro- probably not. Although, we would I, I don't know if Neil would have ever even came to Storybrooke because... Would he have at that point? Well, like, didn't he come because of yes. Henry? yes. He, he did no, he yeah, because of Emma. Okay, yeah, so I guess, yeah, Charming wasn't involved in that. I'm wrong. No, you're wrong. I'm so wrong. You're so wrong, what Bill. Was, here's a question. I can't remember. What was what was uh, Charming doing while everybody was in New York City? Was he doing anything? He was contemplating Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> he was planning the menu. Um, he was planning the seating hey, charts. Hey, okay, if, if we put these two people together, one. they'll be less likely to kill each other. If David had died in season one, who would plan Thanksgiving? I mean, you've got to talk about the serious plot issues here, and that's one of them. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, when they were in New York, he was back in Storybrooke meditating on uh, whether or not he should grow his hair back. Oh, oh God, man. I love... <laughs> the Fabio hair or like the scruffy yes, the Fabio hair. hair. He's pulling it I up love now. the Fabio hair. I'm hoping oh. I can pull this up a, I'm I, sure really you can. quick. I want to braid his hair. Long hair charming. Oh, those are not long Once hair charming. upon a time. Because <laughs> I, I just want to see long Here we go. Oh, wait. Here we go. Long hair charming. I think I have to actually turn on this live so I can see this. Oh, don't, don't worry <laughs> no, no, about no, it. It'll, 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 pop up it'll hit your band, bandwidth. Um, but you know what long hair charming looks like. He's sexy. I know. He's, He's beautiful. Yes. Sadly, I do know what long hair charming looks like. <laughs> it's like Fabio had a love child with rainbows. <laughs> 
Wow. Yes. Hey, Charming. <laughs> Any other uh, good responses on what if Charming was dead before we Let's uh, see. We what? can move on to some of the smaller topics. Um, there's some voting for Amy P. to be the new mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that. Nobody Bobby's. would have shown Henry how to drive, so the mailboxes would be happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Um, no, Mailbox I think, for mayor. I think that's a lot of what it uh, goes on. Oh, and that Charming was the first one to say this family tree is seriously messed up. <laughs> yeah, so they wouldn't have realized it before unless it was, unless Charming had been there. Exactly. They'd, they'd have never <laughs> seen it. Charming brings out all the core issues of the show. Yeah. I mean, and we always think of Snow as being the, you know, the hope advice giving, but she even has like despairing moments. And, and in those moments, David is the one to. In those moments, of... she kills Cora. Yes. <laughs> no, but that, that's such a valid point. Like, that's such a valid point because if you look at Charming and Snow's relationship, it is always Snow that goes, well, maybe this won't work out. Why? Like, we're always yeah. going to be apart. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that always goes, no, hope, faith, love, like, or our love will make it through. And it's always charming. Like, he's, Snow's yeah. he's the hope behind the hope. He's the philosophical <laughs> backbone. The yeah. Yeah, and, and really, the, really out of all you, the... Hope. <laughs> Sorry. Out of all, all, out of all the characters on the show, though, it, charming really is the most like pure one hundred percent hero. Hero. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. like we, we, we really have we ever really seen him go down a dark path besides like the whole like, Mary Margaret thing. Almost. I he's had a few really dark moments, and I wish they would play with it more. Um, oh gosh, because I love dark charming. They don't ever really go there. Like Neverland. Neverland, yeah. But oh god, no. There's also one of the people too. Oh god. Glass thing. No, no, no. Didn't was, really go that extreme. God, no. There yeah. was one in season two that I was watching this, and I mean, we know that he has assault and battery charges waiting for him, and <laughs> he br- constantly breaks the law for his own will. Um, because he is the sheriff, but no, like they've done a few, I guess you could say the tower. He was like really kind of confronting his darker side. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that happened. If you if you if you if you have to select one, I guess that's a, that's a good one to select. Okay, uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and uh, everybody in your docs, in your documents. Uh, let's well, see charming sets forth the second half of season two with Greg and Tomorrow and all that, and they wouldn't get to Neverland if not for Charming. So are you saying that Greg and Tomorrow wouldn't be in the show if not for Charming? Because if so, we need to go back in time and make Adam and Eddie come <laughs> Take care of that. Charming. Are you are you kidding me? Greg and Tomorrow are far better villains than any of that frozen crap that they just threw at us. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I... I will argue Would we like Greg to go back Tomorrow to the Haterade all. from those okay. episodes? There was, I don't know if we want to go here. This, uh, this <laughs> we point, always want to go one there. One of the other questions uh, that we brought up was what if they didn't get the rights to Neverland? And I had uh, some really interesting. Oh, ideas. we're like completely changing subject. Yes. Okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's why I, I said was, I don't know if you want to go there just now, but <laughs> yeah, uh, that kind of gets into something I was thinking on that one. Yeah, so. go ahead, Michael. Well, I was just thinking. Um, should I should sorry, I get the intro to... of this question? Yeah, actually, sure, why sure. don't you give the intro and then Michael can pick it up with some points here. Okay, so what happened halfway through season two, the way that these rights worked is Captain Hook was on a, a completely different publishing rights than Peter Pan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get uh, uh, Hook so early in the season. But the publishing house that Peter Pan was under was a completely different thing. And so if you look at season two as a whole, 
you can say about around the time of In the Name of the Brother, a lot of things were happening. They just made Megan O'Ree a series a series full time member. Mm-hmm. She was going to be in it. Thank you, Bobby, for being on Team Hope. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like Megan O'Ree had just became a main cast. They were setting up a lot of storylines, especially with a lot of the minor characters. And you can tell there was uh, an about. They were also laying down a lot of groundwork with Greg and Tamara. Like, for example, like they threw out very technical things like Greg being from Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Well, what's in Carlisle, Pennsylvania? A military college that trains high-ranking officials. Like, these were, like, a lot of things that they were laying down. And then about right around In the Name of the Brothers, The Miller's Daughter, those episodes, there's a hard about face where they drop every single plot line of season two and mm-hmm. barrel it towards Neverland. And it was in that time period they got the rights to Neverland and to actually go there and use Peter Pan. Yeah. So I feel like the home, me personally, I feel like the home is a completely different thing and would have been going back to more of these real world situations where like it was more based in the government and uh the real world science versus magic because they were setting up a lot of science versus magic, especially like with the doctor yeah. uh, in the name of the brother, Tomorrow Greg running around the world and defeating the dragon, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. With tasters. So I, I, they, they were setting up like a lot of this, like science versus real world, real, real world versus magic kind of things. And then they just stopped and went to Neverland. And you can tell it was about that time they hit the brakes. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, what do you guys think would have actually happened with, if they had not have gotten the rights to Neverland in season three and on was never Neverland. Never Neverland. I'd have been so happy if there was no Neverland. <laughs> I love Neverland. I actually really I like will, Neverland too. I'm like the only yeah, one who I will say, it. There was a lot of problems with Neverland. That's that's definitely for sure. And I still well, don't really realize why there was never any actual sunlight there. But I will say that the whole... Actually, rest- have you heard a theory? Because it was the end of Neverland's time. Like, Neverland was just one big day right. because the hourglass was running out. Yeah, and I guess I can buy that. That, I, yeah. that makes a sort of sense. But it might have been nice if they had kind of, you know, maybe if not spelled that out, like at least referred to it or alluded to it just in passing. But I, I can buy that. But I will say that um, the revolution of just who Peter Pan is and how he connects to Rumpel, that was one of the creepiest, in the best possible way, moments of the whole show. Oh, yeah. It, mm-hmm. uh, pe- people have heard me say this before, but I, I, I also really love the fact that Peter Pan was portrayed completely accurately to the original oh, yeah. story, but from the viewpoint <laughs> of the adult, so he was mm-hmm. the bad yes. guy. Yeah. But, yes, and yeah. I, love what, I love how creepy Neverland was. That. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a good formatting question. Because it was Neverland where we started getting the half-season format. So we got, like, half Oz, half Neverland, now half Frozen. Do you think they would have continued the full-season formats like they had in Season 1 or Season 2? Or do you think they would have continued with the half-season formats? Well, I think, good question. I think they Sorry. kind of got very burned uh, be, from all the complaints about Season 2A, I believe it was, when, when Emma and yes, Snow were that was in sort of half. Mist Haven. Cause <laughs> You're it, just, like, calling it Mist Haven yeah, now, I don't do. you? I, well, it's the, that's the official name. But I know there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, consternation and stuff online just because all the main characters were separated for the entire you know that was half season plus you know of Once Upon a Time from Broken to Into the Deep that is my favorite time of Once Upon a Time mm-hmm. and it is by far to me I will argue it's the strongest <laughs> point of Once. <laughs> That's it's interesting because there's so many aspects that I think this uh, show inherits from Lost mm-hmm. um, from the format of the show the the whole 
character-centric flashback where they kind of have a counterpoint of what's going on in the main story in the past. But I think that's one of the interesting things that they inherited from Lost as well, is the fact that they have this large group of people, and they frequently get separated, and then they kind of reunite and then get mm-hmm. separated again. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But in terms of the shorter um, storylines, I kind of I really like that. I think it's a it's a way to for them to explore different areas and different ideas and different characters mm-hmm. uh, without having to wait, you know, like until like through summer or whatever to to get back to it. Yeah, and it, think, it also helps it gives, focus the storytelling yes, a little bit too. Exactly. It's I think it worked in Neverland. I think it got destroyed with Oz and. I feel like I'm always just like I already know the end is coming at the half season. I know it's not going to carry over. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That sort of affects my viewing. I think. I, don't, yeah. I, I, I miss that too. I mean, because like I feel like you know it's good to have focused characters, but I'm very much a character over plot person. As long as your characterization is uh, really strong, it's okay to have a slower plot. But where it really suffered was in Oz. Like Outlaw Queen was just completely rushed. I mean, like I, they came up with like the magical item of the week for Zelina. Zelina was just <laughs> a very underdeveloped villain, and mm-hmm. so I feel like yeah. the half season format starting at odds, and then it just suffered even more in Frozen Land. So I mean, I yeah. well, I would argue yeah. that Fro- the, frozen. the problem with the Frozen half season is that they tried to fit two different half seasons into the frozen? same half season. Yes. Yeah. They tried yeah. to fit a, a frozen story and a we're looking for the book story into the same season. Yeah, and, right. for the author, author rather. It just yeah. doesn't feel like Once Upon a Time anymore. Now we have the Spice Girls of Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Spice Girls. Well, tell me what you want. What you a, really, really want. <laughs> as a as a counterpoint to hope, just think of how. Sorry. Oh no! Go ahead, Michael. No. Uh, just think of how more drawn out Oz would have been if they had taken a whole twenty-two or whatever episodes to tell that story. But Very maybe they I think it would have been done better. Yeah. Done better. I mean, look at Glinda. Look at Glinda's yes. role in Oz. Yes. Come back, Glinda. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's not I mean, dead. She's just sent off into the North Woods. Yeah, because uh, they even saw her when they were back in yes. Mist Haven, and that was in current. Yeah. Ish. Close to current time. Yeah. We could have gotten more Dorothy. Like, I mean, honestly, yeah, she was a awesome. lot of a lot of fans argued that that Doctor Whale was Oz, and it was my main theory for like two years. Oh, but yeah. I mean, but like yeah. a lot of the fan theories for Oz were so much better than what they actually did, and a lot of it was because it was just so rushed. And they could have. I, I always say that Oz starting in Neverland, going to Oz is the destruction of the minor characters in the show. They have so many underdeveloped minor characters that are just yes. waiting, and they've been here since mm-hmm. season one that they don't even touch anymore. And yet they come in and bring in new characters like Rapunzel, who could, I don't, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. Rapunzel is not but she could have been any princess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she could have been random princess X. She didn't have to yeah. be Rapunzel. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying, Michael? Right. No, now that I think about it, you're you're actually right because I think one of the biggest complaints about Neverland was that they introduced so many different aspects. Like, what what did Balefire do while he was on on the island? How did he get off the island? Mm-hmm. What, what was the story about? What was what was Killian and Pan's deal? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if they had maybe taken a whole season on to address those things, it might have been better. Yeah, yes, looping back around to the original question. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, about that. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, go ahead, I, Michael. I was just thinking, you know, um, kind of along the lines of, I think Hope was kind of going uh, basically where I was going to go with that is that 
the home office, I think, was probably, I don't know if I want to call it the biggest, but I want to say maybe one of the biggest cop-outs of the entire show. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, it just does not make any sense whatsoever. It's just one of those things where you find out what's going on, and you're like, okay, and then just move on. <laughs> yes. So the home office, uh, they were kind of setting it up to be this whole, whole science versus magic, like an anti-magic, almost like a cult type thing. So we probably yeah. would have learned more about that. And they... I kind of can, could have seen them using like the dragon uh, and things like that to to kind of ha- show the home office fighting magic before they actually got to Storybrook. Mm-hmm. And so we would have not only found out more about the home office, but we might have actually found out more about the dragon, um, like wh- why the dragon is there and the, is in our world in the first place. If this is supposed to, be and if there are like magic. other magical creatures right. or people too, exactly. And and if there are others, did they all come here at the same time, or if not, like did they come separately over long spans of time? These are all really interesting questions. And not only that, I was also going to bring back uh, one of uh, really interesting things from I think the first um, couple, well, the first season that Greetings from Storybook existed, Uh-oh. which was Bill's really interesting uh, theories of uh, the news van. Hey, I'll drop this. Hey, Michael, room. Michael, shut up. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop this. <laughs> I love you, Michael. You know I love you. But you think uh, this is like your show or something, Bill? I know, right? <laughs> uh, no, no, but well, I, was just, I was just setting that up so that Bill could talk about it. Setting it up Thank so you he could knock I, it I, out. I know, Michael. Yeah. Hush up, Tyra. <laughs> no, but I, I, the, the theory, uh, and if you, you listen to the first uh, season or whatever of our podcast, you knew this, is I thought they were going to do end of the season, the news vans show up, magic is real, and they announce it to the world, and then we have to deal with the real percussions of that and rumples like throwing lightning bolts at the president's house and you know all sorts of crazy stuff like that it, it, that's where, where i would have liked to have seen it gone i'm not sure if it would have gone that way but, but it would have been awesome if it, it had been totally awesome and it, it would have been awesome because mm-hmm. like i mean i had a theory that the home off that because they were setting up so much whale in season two like they had he had two episodes to himself and he had never had two episodes and he is the only science person who actually understands magic as well. And so I had this whole theory that the home office was going to use Whale to ha- somehow blackmail him to get him to spill all the secrets of Storybrooke. Yeah, Whale could have been a really central character if that season had happened. Now, it's do you guys think that, because we got two different ideas that we've mentioned so far, the whole... Uh, home office being this anti-magic cult and the whole mm-hmm. news van thing. Do you guys think that those two stories are maybe mutually exclusive or could they have maybe explored both of them at the same time? I, I'm throwing in number three. I thought they were a government organization. Yeah. That was like, it was like a secret sect of like, like Gotham at midnight. It's like a mm-hmm. secret sect that's focused on just to attack magic in this world and protect it without telling the masses and scaring them. Yeah, see, they were using really almost religious terminology, though. Yes. Like, they were saying things like cleanse and how magic was mm-hmm. not whole. Only Tamara. Greg was yeah, never really like that. And Greg yeah. was the more of the militant of the two. He was the one that was dropping, like, oh, I was from this town with a military college. Right, right. See, I, I think they could have unified both concepts, really, because they, they could have had uh, Greg and Tamara be from the government agency, the anti-magic cult, whatever and then they could have had the video that greg took of regina floating stuff in the air magically leak somehow you know he po- he accidentally posted on twitter or something and then right. the news vans show up you know but the thing I about that is fans. in that age of photoshop i, I mean <laughs> very true very true 
No, I mean, someone just brought up a good point because, like, where does the Darling kids fit into all this? They as disappeared well? as soon as they came back. They gone, mm-hmm. never to <laughs> because- be seen from again. Because what happened was Pan's curse hit. So for one, the last time we see them, they're in Storybrooke. Right. But they have no Enchanted Forest because if everybody got sent back to their own world, they got stuck in this world because they were from our world. Mm-hmm. So maybe so they'll come back. Just being... I'm, just, I'm hoping that things like that get picked up at some point. Was that? They will not. I know, yeah. but I'm hopeful. <laughs> that was confirmed, yeah. confirmed, right? That they weren't from like another alternate Victorian England. No, they it were was actually like from <laughs> yeah. Is is on your show? Is asterisk dollar sign dollar sign a bad word? Asterisk, uh, yes. I understand. Yes. Um, it, well, Adam and Eddie's heads are so up Disney's butts right now that <laughs> nothing is going to happen. That's yeah. from older seasons. I know. Fair enough. Okay, wah, let's wah, see wah. here. Why don't we? Uh, Hope. Why don't Amber you give sand. us one more hypothetical and we'll explore it a little bit, and then we'll go ahead and get wrapped up in everything here. But I've been having wow. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been almost an hour yeah. already. Oh gosh. Um, do you guys want to do? Ooh, I kind of actually really like this one because it's another one of my favorite characters. And spoilers, he's been confirmed back season four. Oh. So what if I stayed with Emma from the beginning? Uh, Say it again. You 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 cut out. What if August had stayed with Emma from the beginning? Mm, like oh, romantically? Yeah. No, like when they came over in the as dream. a child, oh, as okay. a baby. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yes, because yeah. first and foremost, that would affect Astrid in this season because Emma was in foster homes with Astrid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the Snow Queen thing might never have happened. And same thing with Neil. Neil might have never happened, and Henry might not have ever happened. Oh, and then it so would no part of this back. Well, yeah. yeah, and if you think about it, like. It could have, you can envision a scenario where you could have kind of guided her towards breaking the curse and everything could have worked out well. But mm-hmm. what I was thinking is that it might have just completely imploded altogether. Um, you know, like, like when, as we're growing up, like we get told about Santa Claus and, and mm-hmm. magic and fairies and stuff like that. And we're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. But then, you know, like at some point you're like, yeah, I don't think I believe in that stuff. So if if he had told her the truth about everything as a child and she had believed him and said, oh, yeah, okay, this is great. This is my destiny. I think at some point as she was growing up, she would have said, you know, I don't I'm not buying this after all. And I think it's a lot easier to get somebody to believe in something if they don't believe it already than it is for somebody who used to believe in something and then decided not to believe it to get them to believe it in it again. I think that's a a lot harder. So. I don't know. It could have been. Do you think that Emma would have fallen into some of the same temptations that August did, and would have just never came? Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, that is August was old enough, uh, or Pinocchio was old enough that, it, like, he he knew what the deal was. So, I mean, I and he eventually came back around to the mission, the reason they were put in the tree or the yeah. magic tree. Or, <laughs> well, yeah. he was kind of. Forced to. He wrote. Yeah. He woke up in Phuket with a wooden leg, so he yeah. kind of had to. <laughs> Very yeah. true. But, well, but I think they would have eventually circled back around to it. Although I don't think it would have got. They, they probably would have been like meth heads or something at that point. And, you know, face palm. How, how are you going to break <laughs> well, then, a curse on meth? Well, then <laughs> where would Neil fall in all this? Because she was on the run and everything, and living on the streets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's let's hypothesize. Hypothesize. Well. 
hypothetical well, size. Uh, anyway, <laughs> August and Emma probably would have been in the same orphanages together. There's two sims of scenarios, because a lot of times brothers and sisters either stay together or they get separated. If they had stayed together and they would have grown up together, August would have come of age first and probably helped raise Emma as an adult. Mm. And and so in that case, Emma has a good chance of never meeting Neil and thus not having Henry. Yeah, although, although I can see a situation where they're both kids, you know, they're both hyped up on this quest and they're like, yeah, we got to break this curse. Mm. And, you know, they're like, um, I can't wait forever. I can't stay with these foster parents. So, hey, let's let's go. Let's go and see if we can find Storybrooke now instead oh, of waiting. Oh, that would so cool. And so they're, they kind of run away from home. They're on the streets. And, you know, maybe Emma does meet up with uh, with Neil at that point or, or Astrid or Ingrid or whatever. Like I just w- imagined, like, Harry Potter book of it and August and Emma just camp out in the woods for 20 hey. years. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, uh once upon a time, the uh, camping intense season. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, though, uh, if, if there's no Henry, then Pan has no heart of the truest believer to try and capture to save himself. So I guess, oh. I don't know. I think that would actually probably make Pan a bit more desperate. So I think maybe he would have, the, the, him and the Lost Boys might have laid siege to Storybrooke or something to try and like. Yeah. Or maybe try to find him. Emma. On the other we, hand. No, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, maybe make Pan try to find Emma because mm. um, right. instead of we don't we don't know how he knew about Henry, so maybe he caught another prophecy and found out about Emma. And yeah, I just Which, had this like awful image of them like making babies. <laughs> oh, Ugh. See, Ugh. I kind of like well, the. Idea- the idea of an invasion on Storybrooke from Neverland where uh, yeah. uh, Peter Pan's trying to get into Rumpel's shop to get some of his son's tricks to maybe try and extend his life a little bit or something. But, Michael, mm-hmm. you had something to yeah. say? That's interesting. Well, I, th- I was just thinking that kind of raises the question. Like, Pan ha- had the sketch of Henry because he had found out through some kind of prophetical means that Henry was going to be born, was going to exist. If Henry never did exist that prophecy probably would never have existed because mm-hmm. it's not the prophecy that causes Henry's birth. It's Henry's birth that kind of causes the prophecy backwards into time, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So would there have been a different prophecy or would there have been a prophecy at all? And it's- if there was never a prophecy at all, would the shadow have ever allowed Malcolm to become Peter Pan in the first place? And also, mm-hmm. speaking of prophecies, if there's no Henry, how would a Rumpel had found Balefire, because the prophecy was a boy would lead you to your son. Mm-hmm. So the entire yeah, this, series the, would be changed. Yeah. This this raises the question, like, like how does how do how does prophecy work in time? Because does a prophecy cause the thing being prophesied, or I don't know? This is yeah. still a little bit too. Yeah, uh, th- this is getting very metaphysical, metaphysical and I love getting, it. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. what? Here's one last question, because where was the... I, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about the author and the author, I swear to God, is going to be the biggest deus ex machina of the season. <laughs> yeah. But the book appeared to Henry when he needed to believe most, and he needed... Like, that's why it appeared to Snow for her to give to Henry, because he would believe it. Now, if there was a book, and whoever the author is, would, they would have made the book appear for August to give to Emma? Like, mm-hmm. how would, do you think that would have fit in somehow? I would have liked that. Interesting. Like, it, it really, I mean, that one, it kind of depends on the nature of the author, which we just don't know yet. 
It's like right. Because it, I mean, we don't know. We don't know what his intentions are. We don't know what his motivation is in doing all this. So I guess, like, if August would play into those motivations, then yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But at the same time, it, it's hard to say at this point because we don't know yet. This we is just don't crazy. Know yet. <laughs> I have to throw out a funny thing when you were talking about Neverland laying siege to Storybrooke. I'm sitting here going, but wouldn't they all still be cursed and just really confused? <laughs> <laughs> Which would make yeah. it even better. Yeah, they'd have to. Or, they'd be doing research in the library. Oh, it's Peter Pan's weakness. <laughs> imagine, imagine. Very uh, great. What, David? Imagine that the news vans had come to Storybrooke and As that Peter happened. Pan and the Lost Boys invade Storybrooke while that's happening. That, that would be been. amazing. Like, like the vans show up and everyone's like, "Oh crap!" And then, you know, down from the sky, the flying pirate ship and all the. <laughs> Lost Boys yeah. and everything. That'd be and amazing. here comes Ariel. <laughs> <Yeah>. or... <laughs> but there's one of two problems with this about uh, August and Emma trying to find Storybrooke and all in the news vans and everything is during season one, it's hidden. The only like the only reason August knew where it was was because he had been there before, and I think that's why he was able to find it so easily. And he was the first time, other than Emma, someone had came into town. Um, outside of town. Now, if it was hidden, would news vans still be able to find it? And in this scenario, would Kid August and Emma still be able to find it? I guess they would be able to find it because August found it. But would news vans be able to find it? Greg found it, and theoretically, he could just lead the news vans to them or give them, I don't know... Yeah, I think it's a situation. At that point, it was a situation where it it wasn't like like it is now. Greg had been there before too. But but it's not like it's not like blocked to where they they can't come in because they're locked out. It's just they can't see it. So if if someone's like there's an invisible road that leads to Storybrooke right there, just walk down that road and you'll be fine. I think at this point they can. Like I now in the series, I don't think they can cut. They can't come back. But back in the day, I think they could. Yeah. I, th- I think anyone could cross over if they knew to look for it. I mean, it's so wishy-washy right now. Like, we really, there are no parameters for this current curse. Because I thought originally if they crossed the line, they would lose their memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and But they were making it very clear that that's not true. I, I, like, about two-thirds oh, of the way through Frozen, they're like, oh, yeah, we can totally cross the line, guys. It'll be fine. And I was like, what? <laughs> There's yeah. no consequences to crossing yeah. the line anymore. Other than oh, if you're magical, magic. you lose. Yeah, unless you're magic, and that's it. So, God, they need to lay down these parameters. And the thing is that you were talking about, like, random, you know, convenient magical device of the week, but it's also getting to where it's random curse of the week. And, like, before, like, losing the memories, I guess that had a that had a, a sense of real consequence to it. But mm-hmm. now it's like it doesn't feel like it exists for any reason other than to create a situation where Rumpel has to go to Ursula and the other Queens of Darkness. I don't know, it just seems like everything that happens doesn't really have logic to it other than this needs to happen in order for the next thing to happen. For reasons. Yeah, I can definitely see. Because now there's even even a spell he used on Bill, right, that'll give you your memories back, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. 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 Though um, the last thing about that would be interesting is Tamara purposely seeks out August. So if August had raised Emma from a kid and they were together this entire time, how would Tamara fit into that? Because she would would she would there even be a Tamara situation? Or, or do you would think Tamara have gone after Emma instead? Yeah. What do you think, Amory? I don't know. You don't. Know? <laughs> 
I'm trying to like read along. There's a lot going on oh, in there... the chat too. Well, why don't why don't we check in on the chat real quick since it's so oh, active and everything? Okay. Um... I just say hi to Angel. Hi, Angel. That's my writing partner. Oh, hello, well, Angel. There's so many people. Okay, let's see. Um. Hold on, hold on, scrolling, scrolling, dun, trying dun, to see. Okay, dun, let's see. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, what about Greg and his dad? They were able to find it. The town appeared on top of them. Will the news van even take the video seriously? Um, and that's if they got a video sent to them. Uh, yeah. True, during technicalities. I think there was something else. Um, he would need more evidence for that to occur. There's a lot. Um, because <laughs> Regina may, may have been the one who maybe, no, no. who caused the memory whip. Oh, Maybe Regina may have been the one who caused the memory whip town line. I thought the consequence of the curse now was that if you left the town, you could never find it again. Oh, yeah. He can't find right. it. That's mm-hmm. right. Good. Good person. <laughs> who was that? Scrolling. It was Patty. That was Patty. Of course um, it was Patty. No, that was Amy. Uh, of course it was Amy. Lies. It was Amy. Of course it was lies. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the really adorable emojis on YouTube, and I couldn't see anyone's names. Yeah, I found those. I hadn't seen those before either, but we... Okay, guys, I'm going I'm, I'm to throw this out here in one sentence, one last hypothetical to wrap up with. Okay. Yeah. How would have season 4A have gone if Elizabeth Mitchell's character had never come over from Mist Haven or uh, Arendelle, rather. Arendelle. And we'll start with uh, Michael. One sentence. Wow. I haven't really <laughs> even thought about this at all. Um, it would be a very boring season since there would be no villain. Um, Excellent. Okay, Hope. <laughs> one sentence. How would the season have been different? It de- Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> it depends because of how the sentence, uh, how the sentence, how the season was written, there was no other way for her to come over to find Emma and comma and. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she Anne-Marie. probably oh, would have went after Emma or not Emma, but Elsa and Anna more, or try to make another sister somehow. That was a very compound that sentence. Was a very compound sentence. Your English and grammatically correct. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear the comments. Okay, hold on. She had come over. She had never come over. She had never come over. Semicolon and <laughs> <laughs> the world would be a happier place. <laughs> a warmer place. A, w- a warmer much warmer place. place. I don't know. But I'm I was going to say that that season four A wouldn't have been nearly as sweet. But I'm sure. Dun dun Punny. Oh, the ice cream shop. Uh, yes. Because uh, yeah, okay, okay. she was I the dairy queen. Oh, yes. yeah. And I was lactose intolerant. Oh, oh where can people find you online? Um, I have a brand new blog. Uh, it's my professional blog. It's geekygirlexperience.com. Um, and I also have a Twitter at Hope Mullinax. Excellent. Okay, Michael, where can people find you online? I am on Twitter at mhenrylucero. Uh, that's L-U-C-E-R-O. It's kind of a hard to spell. And also, I just uh, finished a Southern Gothic serial novella. There's a link to that on my Twitter as well. Excellent. I, I keep meaning to, uh, to do read that. that. I, ha- I haven't got it out I hate myself. There's so many uh, things. Emery, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Simone, but I'm usually over at my blog, crunchycrafty.com. And uh, as for me, you can find me online at Bill Meeks. And uh, you can find the show, uh, the show, the show yes. at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And you can su- subscribe to our YouTube channel to come watch it live and hang out in the chat with all these people that showed up Yes, a- at youtube.universebox.com. And we're going to be doing another one of these. I uh, hope, did we have a date on that? 
What happened was we originally planned for three, and then we realized that it once moved their yeah. premiere date. So th- are we still planning on still doing three and just doing two in February, like one at the beginning of February, one at the end? I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. So you you guys want to say uh, Groundhog Day, February 2nd? Well, and I, I think we'll have it. We'll have it. We'll have a new fourth on Michael, uh, just because we okay. want to make sure to spread it around. Spread it sure. around. Spread sure. around. The, spread around the love. Um, but February second, I, th- I think tentatively will be our next once if special. I don't know who the guest will be yet. I'm sure uh, once we ask, we'll get a million people who want to do it because uh, this oh, was yeah. so much fun, right, yes. guys? It was. Yeah, uh, I want to give another shout out to Eden because she says she loves us, and like this was a while ago. I just meant mm-hmm. to do it um, because she's a new subscriber to the YouTube. Oh, very nice. So, hey, those calls going? to action work sometimes. <laughs> uh, but uh, you can uh, for our next uh, once if special, we're going to be uh, we'll for the uh, listener prompt, we'll do the same thing again. What if You're... X character? became the dark one and then just go from there and tell us what you think you can email us greetings from storybrook at gmail.com and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 and a thank you so much again hope and michael it was thank you guys this was so fun went so i felt quickly. so confused and lost i don't belong <laughs> if you guys uh, can i say if you have i i because i'm putting together all the Google Docs for this. So if you guys, listeners, come up with any fun what-ifs, shoot them my way on Twitter at uh, Hope Mullen X. Yeah, and I've written a lot of stuff for some of the other what-ifs, so um, feel free to use anything I've written in there. So. Yeah, Michael has gone to town on these. <laughs> I, know, I feel like we way, covered I, nothing. Like you, I, I, I almost yeah. kind of want to. I want to keep. Like I want to keep my bring Michael back, but at the same time, I want other people. I don't know what to do. Yeah. We'll figure it out offline. Actually, no know, one cares about this. You know what? I just realized. No. Michael has work on Monday nights. <gasps> he does have work so, on yeah, Monday nights. Yeah, yeah. So he probably can't. This come is a holiday. That's, womp, yeah. womp, so as much but as we'd like you to, let me just. Yeah, let me just say though that this has been some of the most fun that I've had talking about or thinking about the show for a long time. Me and Hope were saying beforehand that it's the reason it's so much fun is that we get to correct all these sloppy writing choices that the show has done. So, yeah, pretty much New York Ser- City Serenade was my last like good episode of once, and ever since that, I've it's been a downward plane crash of lost. Snarkfest yeah. 2014. <laughs> On yeah. to 2015 now. <laughs> okay. No, I have to say at Magic City Con this summer, or, or like this last weekend, Lee Arenberg said that he doesn't mind criticism, but the cast and crew do take offense to people sending them negativity. And so just to be nice and to love each other because they are watching the fandom and mm-hmm. they are taking notes. Yeah. It's not their fault. Yeah, uh-uh, it's really not. Yes, uh, be 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 kind to one another, especially if especially if one of the others is a caster crew member of Once Upon a Time. True that. And if a caster crew member of Once Upon a Time would like to appear on Greetings from Storybrook, shoot us an email. Greetings from Storybrook at gmail dot com. Okay. Hi. Well, I guess that's it. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with some commentaries before the next one. If uh, we're going to record right. them this weekend and everything, yes. but I guess that's about it. So until next time. Greetings, Greetings from, from Greetings Storybrook. Storybrook. Everybody say it.